For any sized gift before Ash Wednesday, February 22nd, we'll send you my 2023 Lenten devotional booklet. Make a secure online donation at thewordendoors.org or make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. And we'll send you my new devotional booklet for Lent. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. The necessary versus the urgent. You can get by without food for a while, but your eternal life hangs on hearing the words of Jesus, for he uses those words to fill you with his spirit and to give you faith. There is nothing in all your life that comes close to that. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the Gospel of St. Luke. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. Previously, we had encountered the lawyer testing Jesus by asking him what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. Jesus, of course, had thrown the question right back at him and asked for his read of the law. He produced the summary, which Jesus himself uses elsewhere. Love God with everything you got. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus told him he had answered correctly and then added the zinger, so do this and you will live, thereby implying that he wasn't actually living according to what he knew. The man, wanting to justify himself, pushes Jesus further with the question, and who exactly is my neighbor? Remember, Jesus doesn't answer that question. He shifts to the question that ought to have been asked, am I being a neighbor? And so the parable of the Good Samaritan And Jesus questioned to the man at the end, who proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The scribe couldn't stomach saying the Samaritan, so instead he says, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus sends him off to do the same. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Luke 10 Verses 38 to 42. Let us pray. One thing's needful. Lord, this treasure teach me highly to regard. All else, though it first gives pleasure, is a yoke that presses hard. Beneath it, the heart is still fretting and striving, no true lasting happiness ever deriving. This one thing is needful. All others are vain. I count all but loss that I Christ may obtain. Wisdom's highest, noblest treasure, Jesus, is revealed in you. Let me find in you my pleasure 
and my wayward will subdue. Humility there and simplicity reigning in paths of true wisdom, my steps ever training. If I learn from Jesus this knowledge divine, the blessing of heavenly wisdom is mine. Amen. Well, are you ready to work through today's passage? Let's dig into it. Verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Last time I noted there is a beautiful contrast between the active life and the contemplative life here. The parable of the Good Samaritan calls for us to live acts of mercy in our lives, following the very path tread by Jesus himself. But it is entirely possible to be so active in our service to others that we end up neglecting the welfare of our own soul, to be so lost in the busyness of the urgent, which demands immediate attention, that we end up shortchanging the important. Today's passage will teach us that we dare not get too caught up in service, good and wholesome as that is. So Jesus and his disciples arrive at a village. John tells us in his gospel that the village of Mary and Martha was Bethany. See John 11 verse 1. But that would put Jesus way too close to Jerusalem for this long travel log that St. Luke is giving us. I have to assume that their family home was in Bethany, maybe where Lazarus still lived, and perhaps Mary too. And that at least Martha had moved elsewhere. That would also account for the lack of any mention of Lazarus in this passage. The way Martha is spoken of here makes it very clear that it's her home, and she's honored to have Jesus there and the twelve. Maybe it was after a Sabbath service, and she invited the traveling guests back to her place for a meal. And Mary is either living with Martha at this juncture or visiting her, as we hear. Verse 39, And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now, by itself, this is worthy of note. The posture of sitting at the teacher's feet suggests that Jesus is welcoming Mary as one of his disciples, not one of his apostles, though. She joins all those around him who are listening to his teaching of the word. And this ties beautifully to the fact that in the New Testament, women are full and equal members of the royal priesthood of the baptized. When it comes to listening to the teaching of the Lord Jesus, there is neither male nor female, as Paul would later say to the Galatians chapter 3, verse 38. Jesus is an equal opportunity teacher, and he welcomes any and all who will give an ear to the words that he has brought to us from his Father, words that he gives to us so that we might be saved. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So I have a friend whose mother was named Martha. And she found this story to be mega irritating because, like Martha, she always saw things that actually needed doing. She was married to a missionary, and she quite often was doing exactly what this Martha was doing, working in the kitchen, trying to feed her very large family and the guests that her husband constantly invited to their home. So she had massive sympathy for Martha's plight here. She's trying to throw together a meal for at least 15 people, the 12 plus Jesus plus Mary and Martha and possibly more. So the banging of the pots and the pans probably got louder and more irritable. And finally, she just can't take it anymore. She marches out, I'm sure with her hands on her hips and her eyes blazing, and asks the master to order her sister to help. 
Maybe Mary had been so entranced by Jesus' words that she hadn't even noticed the growing clatter until her irate sister interrupted Jesus' teaching with her demand. I know when I'm focused on something, that's kind of how I am, oblivious to everything that's happening around me. I picture what happened next along these lines. I see Mary looking up startled and maybe flushing a bit with guilt and then hastily starting to get up. But then Jesus, maybe, motions for her to stop to sit back down, and then maybe a moment of silence as he ponders how best to approach this. And finally, he turns to Martha, verse 41. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There's something very tender in the way Jesus repeats her name. And who can argue with what he says? Martha is indeed anxious and troubled. She's got a house full of guests. The table is not set. The food is all coming ready at once, and she's simply trying to feed her company, and she's realized she cannot get it all done by herself. Are the things she is anxious and troubled about of no importance? Not at all. But they're not of prime importance. And there is a terrible tendency of the urgent to drive out focus upon the important. You see, Jesus was already serving up a meal of sorts, a meal far more important than any earthly food you stuff into your body. He was dishing up the words of eternal life, and Mary and the others were already feasting on that. And there was a place there at his feet for Martha to join them. You know, after all, the earthly food could have waited until Jesus was done teaching. Now stop and think for a second about your day and how easily it is for you to allow the urgent in your life to drive out what's really important the supreme importance of attending to Jesus and his words and teaching. He goes on, verse 42, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. The necessary versus the urgent. You can get by without food for a while, but your eternal life hangs on hearing the words of Jesus, for he uses those words to fill you with his spirit and to give you faith. There is nothing in all your life that comes close to that. So people love by God, how vital it is for us to make the hearing of God's word top priority and to teach this to our children. Being present for the divine service on Sunday way tops out sports practices and games, way tops out the beckoning golf game or even the jog in the park or family time at the lake. Sorry, guys, that is all secondary stuff when compared to the receiving of God's word in the divine service and opening that Bible of yours every day in your home, and I hope listening to this podcast and making it an invariable habit. St. Augustine, that great father writing at the bridge between the 4th and 5th centuries, he wrote, At present, Alleluia is for us a traveler's song, but this tiresome journey brings us closer to home and rest, where all busy activities will be over and done with. The only thing that will remain will be Alleluia. That is, the delightful part that Mary chose for herself as she sat doing nothing but learning and praising, while her sister Martha was busy with all sorts of things. Indeed, what she was doing was necessary, but it wasn't going to last. I really loved that choosing what's going to last. What's the name of this podcast again? Oh yeah, the word of the Lord endures forever. The one thing truly needful, the one thing 
that lasts. That's where we're going to take our hiatus for the day. Next up, we get something quite curious. The disciples had seen Jesus do all kinds of things that astounded and delighted them, but there's only one thing recorded in the Gospels that they ever asked him to teach them how to do. Like that, like you do it. We want to learn how. Remember what that one thing was? Yep, prayer. They pointed out to Jesus that John had taught his disciples to pray, which we may take as he gave them a prayer to say. Wouldn't you love to have had that recorded too? So Jesus answers their request. He gives them a prayer that they're to use. He says, when you pray, say. Now, St. Luke's version of this prayer, at least in modern Bibles, tends to be a bit more streamlined from the version we have in Matthew. There are manuscripts that have the full version here in Luke 2, and the King James Version gives you that longer option. The thought in modern versions is that scribes just went on autopilot and copying it out and added the phrases they pray all the time in church to Luke's version. And that seems more likely than that a scribe would actually leave out some of the original text because he forgot it. We'll ponder all that as we look at this beautiful prayer which our Savior gave us to use constantly in our lives. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures, and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.